The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. everyone to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk. We're powered by thegorillaposition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network. You can find us on the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Yes, a new network that we can be found on. Find us on our social media at TB Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our sponsors include CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you can get 10% off your entire order. As well, we can be found by looking up HypeCityVapors.com. You can use promo code JKPODCAST and get 15% off your entire order there. Use JKPODCAST at both of our sponsors for your discount. You can find us as well on all of the major audio platforms, including Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and all those other podcatchers out there. For this week, I am Carl Carafel. And I am Big Joe. And welcome to Turnbuckle Talk. I thought we'd mix up the the intro a little bit uh, this, this weekend. Carl does an awesome job, as always, with giving everybody the information Another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling, Carl. Before we get to what we want to talk about, I will just go on record for saying that Microsoft Windows 10, I hate you with a passion right now. I hate you. I think it just <laughs> boils down to any type of electronic <sighs> is terrible with Big Joe. <laughs> it is. He has so many issues oh. and so many problems with everything. Kind of yeah. behind the scenes, people, we were supposed to record a little bit earlier. Yeah. And what ended up happening is that Big Joe went to go and contact me and his computer shut down and decided to do updates for an hour. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal, man. But uh, it's like watching, um, you know, just the, the clock just going tick, 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 tick. And then times then the computer would restart and then the progress would actually have gone backwards. It was just, whew, very, very frustrating, but uh, I'm nice and calm now. We're going to go through WrestleMania here. We're going to go through the card and we're going to give some predictions and how we um, kind of, how we see things unfolding. Of course, before that, I mean, this is also, it's going to be a busy weekend for pro wrestling. We're going to have the MSG show. We're going to have lots of other stuff happening. All the other shows happening around this. We're going to have the hall of fame. We're going to have the takeover show and actual the actual WrestleMania. And of course the, the raw and the SmackDown afterwards. It's, it's a, it's going to be a busy few days and it's going to be uh, hopefully good and not too exhausting, especially WrestleMania. It's going to be long this week. And the week after. So I guess nowadays we're looking a two-week period yeah. is always exhausting <laughs> it when really it comes is, to professional wrestling. <laughs> like you alluded to, I mean, on the 6th, we got the G1 Supercard. Yes. 
right? And then we've got Hall of Fame, and we've got NXT TakeOver, we've got WrestleMania, we've got Raw, we've got SmackDown, we've got any other independent promotion that is running shows during that week as well. You've got access going on. You've got all of these different things. So I can only imagine myself as a broadcast journalist yeah. how exhausting I get. How do those guys and girls feel that are part of world wrestling entertainment mm-hmm. especially during this week and we need to mention the world collide term that's going to happen too that's the yeah. lump that uh, lump in, that into the whole mess too right it's just it's a ton and uh, you know before we actually break down their actual WrestleMania matches and i'm about you but the match that i'm looking forward to the most is happening at takeover and that's going to be matt riddle versus velveteen dream for that north american championship that match is going to be awesome i can't wait for that one that, that one's going to be uh, that's going to steal the whole weekend, I think. I'll say I'll go on record and say that right now. It's going to be a, a very big toss-up for the entire weekend's uh, <clears throat> best match. It, I mean, you're right. Riddle versus Dream is going to be a smoking match. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Both of those guys are really good. I, even though I'm not a huge fan of Matt Riddle, I'm not a fan of the whole bro thing. I'm not a fan yeah. of you wrestling without shoes on yep. like i mean i'm not a fan of any of that at all but the guy can work and i'll give him that 100 percent. absolutely uh, the, the the next close one we're looking for the nxt championship here yeah. we're looking johnny gargano versus adam cole baby that's big, that's big too i mean that one there as well could really <sighs> steal the entire weekend yep and I think we're going to see a uh, an episode of uh, WWE 24 come out where we're going to see Triple H go into the back after the NXT pay-per-view and go, holy crap, guys, you did it again. Yeah. Overshadowed WrestleMania. Yep. Wow. Yep. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun weekend. Well, let's get the, to our, our WrestleMania matches here. Now, this is in no particular order. I'm just uh, going straight out the list of that, as I see it. So the first one that we'll uh, we'll talk about will be the, a singles match for the WWE Universal Championship between current champion Brock Lesnar versus Seth freaking Rollins. So this is um, potentially a very lopsided matchup here. You know, we have the current champion who shows up once in a blue moon, sometimes even less than that, versus... You know, one of the bigger names in the company, one of the, the faces that we always kind of see in Seth Rollins. It's a real toss-up here. That I don't think that there's any clear pick here for myself. I mean, in this match, you've got yourself a workhorse <clears throat> in Seth Rollins, and you've got yourself a workless in Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. I, myself, have always been a fan of Brock Lesnar. I really have. Mm-hmm. But what they're doing with him right now and having him just come in and, and holding that Universal Championship belt, I think, is ridiculous. The guy as a worker, I think, is amazing. I've always, like I said, been a mm-hmm. fan of Brock Lesnar. But I don't want to see him as Universal Champion anymore. I want to see that belt get put on to somebody who is going to be there all the time to be able to showcase that title. Because when it came out, I was like, holy crap, I love this belt. Mm. And I mean, it, it looks exactly the same as the WWE Championship belt. Yep. Just a little bit of different wording, a little bit of different color to the leather. That's it. But I fell in love with that belt. And I want to see that belt grow and become a bigger standard in the WWE as opposed to just being nothing. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be defended every week or all the time, but just to, to see the, the, the champion being presented to us more often, I think just uh, benefits the, the title especially. It just makes it more relevant in this age where we mentioned last week where it feels like everything is kind of on the same level when it comes to championships. And I think it, it would just, you know, bring it up a, a step level in prestige at the very least. So having said that, I would definitely be picking Seth Rollins to, to take this title. I, I hope so. Mm-hmm. So going from that, again, as I mentioned, these are no particular order. We have probably the most polarizing matchup to happen at WrestleMania. This here is a triple threat for the WWE Raw Women's Championship between current champion Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. That's just happened recently to throw a whole wrench into that. What do you think about there being a second championship involved in this match, and is it even on the line now? First, I want to find out why you say it's so polarizing. With the whole Ronda Rousey situation. Okay. Okay, so that's something that we've talked about previous. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about all of that whole situation and stuff before. I wanted to make sure that there wasn't anything new that you had come up mm-hmm. that would classify that as being polarizing. Yeah. The SmackDown Women's Championship, as of right now, is not on the line. It is only the Raw Women's Championship. Mm -hmm. So will we see here a unification, possibly? Are we going to have Ronda Rousey drop that belt and let her just go off and do whatever she wants now because she just seems to be very destructive to the world of professional wrestling? She's a great athlete. I mean, she really is. She's a great athlete. But when it comes to everything within the world of professional wrestling, she has taken things to a a reality that shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, it's like, what do we do? What are we going to do? So why not throw, you know, the SmackDown Women's Championship on Charlotte, let the three of them have a match at WrestleMania, make it the main event of WrestleMania, Mm -hmm. the last show on the card, and then have Charlotte win it, unify the two belts, and then we've got one SmackDown and Raw Women's Champion, a definitive champion for both brands, and have them travel between the two brands. Or which I would kind of like a little bit better. Yeah. Have Becky Lynch win. Just finally let her take it. Give her the Raw Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Let her move from SmackDown over to Raw and start a new feud with someone else and leave Ronda Rousey to do whatever she wants. I like that approach too. I, I like the approach of having Charlotte having both titles. As long as Ronda doesn't have that that title, I'm complete agreement with you on that. That just, I feel like she's very destructive, not only to WWE but just the professional wrestling business in general. As you all are aware, I'm a, very much a traditionalist in most respects when it comes to pro wrestling, and I feel like she's very damaging. You know, even recently, just today on April Fool's Day, she posted a thing, you know, with her playing a saxophone, but it, it, it still just like still mocking you know, the business and the fans. So I'm definitely not a fan of that. So either one, and as we, as you had mentioned too, you know, and we had called for, for, for a long time now predicting, are the women going to main event WrestleMania? And this is likely going to be the main event match from what we've been seeing. So it's a big deal. And I, I just, I hope I'm cool with Becky or Charlotte taking this. Me too. 
And as we go through here, the next one we got is the match for the Cruiserweight Championship. Current champion, Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nice. Now, what I think is going to be interesting with this is where it's going to appear on the card. Is it going to be pre-show? Is it going to be curtain jerker? What do you think? I, I really don't know. I mean, typically it has been more pre-show. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, who... In today's day and age, who really knows? Would I like to see it on the main card? Yes, I mm. would. Do I want it to be the first match or the curtain jerker? No, no. I don't. No. I want it to be somewhere in between. I, 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 want, I want it to be a quarter of the way through. Let's put it that way. I don't want it to be the first match. That's I don't want spot. it to be the halfway mark. I want it to be in between those. Yep. I would definitely agree. I think that's a good placement. And... Yep, um, pers- personally, when it comes to these, Buddy Murphy, I think, is, would be my pick out of the two. But uh, both guys are very capable, and they, they could put on a great match. You know, the Cruiserweights, just, we'll see how much time they actually get to work and uh, what kind of impact they, they can make. Because the, the Cruiserweights in WWE, it, it's it, kind of in an odd place right now. There's a lot of potential there, and they can put on great matches, but I don't, uh, they, they don't get a fair shake most of the time, i got to be honest. And I would have to agree. They really don't. And I mean, I think that this could be maybe a uh, rejuvenation mm-hmm. for the so. uh, 205 Live brand mm-hmm. and maybe an allowance for more 205 stuff to come over to work on Raw and SmackDown mm-hmm. and allow better showcasing of that championship belt that, yes, I do believe Buddy Murphy will be keeping. Awesome. I would definitely be in agreement on that. I think that's how that will go as well. Uh, next up, we have the... W- there's been some changes to this matchup. We have Triple H versus Batista. It's going to be a no-holds-barred match. And with the added stipulation that if Triple H loses, he must retire from in-ring competition. Which, uh, that is the, the key phraser from in-ring competition if he loses. Yawn. <laughs> really, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a fan of Batista. I, I, I've liked his work. Um, I'm a fan of Triple H. I, you know, I've, I've enjoyed his his work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did we really need this stipulation in there? No. I mean, Triple H basically only comes and does one, two shows a year, anyways. Yeah. So, what was the point of putting in this stipulation of him not being able to uh, wrestle or uh, in ring? competitor we know that even if batista does win that probably won't stick especially if we got some prints from saudi arabia that said here's 30 million dollars i want triple h back in the ring you're darn right that's gonna happen he's gonna go back into the ring so this whole match would have been for for nothing yeah I just I fear that's gonna. It, it, it's hard to argue against this. I think it's just gonna turn into a big um, pile of high spots. But I mean, like just dangerous, you know, hardcore kind of spots. You're not gonna see a big long chain wrestling match, which I, th- I think is kind of the idea here. Because with both guys getting up there, I don't think that they want to do a big long technical match. They want to just do, you know, a series of, you know, rough hardcore spots. And and I, I think you're right. But I don't think that it's. I don't think that that that's really what they're going to be using this match for. I think what this match is going to be for is to uh, bring out Shawn Michaels, bring oh, out yeah. Razor, right? Foot bring flare. out Randy Orton, 
you know, bring out Ric Flair. Yeah. It, it's going to be used as, like you said, a spot match. Yep. But I don't think that it's going to be a spot match as in the work spot. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a spot match in regards to legends coming out and getting a spot on WrestleMania. It, it's... I'm getting flashbacks to Triple H and Sting at WrestleMania. I think we could see something very similar. I think with DX getting into Hall of Fame, you're going to see DX involved in that match. You can quote me on that right now. We may see, we might even see the Huckster get involved. Who knows? So we'll see that this match. I was excited when they did that first bit with with Batista, you know, going after Flair. That that had me excited, but it just it feels like they just overbooked this a little too much. And uh, it, there's still some potential for some fun there, but uh, I'm so torn. I'm not really digging it all that much, to be perfectly honest with you. For me, it's, and it's a toss up for who wins. I have no no real clear choice at this point. Yeah, me either. You know, with, with other than his in ring, uh, you know, days on the line, there's really not a whole lot at stake as well. So no, not at all. So we'll see. So next up, I guess we're still doing this. Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin for Kurt Angle's retirement match. That's right. As of right now, that is still what is happening. <sighs> uh, professional wrestling business, never say never. Uh, who knows what we will see. Hopefully, maybe we'll see somebody take out Baron Corbin and John Cena step up to the plate and say, I'll do this for you. Right, you did this for me when I started. I will do this for you, yeah. or anybody else. To be honest, I mean, yeah, literally anybody else. Yeah, yeah. because actually there was an interview. Where there was he appeared on TV or was somewhere where they asked him about that, and he said he's not going to be involved in the the Kurt Angle thing. Now that could just all be a swerve or whatnot, but dude. Like we said, anybody other than Baron Corbin can take him out. I don't care if it's Braun Strowman. I don't care if it's the gobbledygooker. I don't care if it's Boogeyman. I don't care if it's Hornswoggle. Somebody take Baron Corbin out and give Kurt Angle a proper retirement match. Please. Anybody. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So going from that to another match that we threw a stipulation into for, for whatever reason, we have Shane McMahon versus The Miz in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Why not? I yeah. mean, for this match here, they've gone back and forth quite a bit. Uh, you know, just they were together for a while. They were tag team champions for a while. Then the the turn happened, and then we had, uh, you know, Shane putting his, his hand over the Miz's dad's face, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that's why the stipulation has come in, because at some point, some way, I think we're going to see the Miz's dad get a shot in either on um, – on Shane McMahon or on the Miz yeah. because on the grandest stage of them all, how, how shocking would that be that the Miz's own father punches the Miz in the face yeah. that allows Shane McMahon to get the win because yeah. they have built up for so long that the Miz's dad's favorite wrestler has been Shane McMahon. Right, so I mean, you Fair could point. throw that kind of a swerve in there. There's many different things that you can do with this match, yep. but I think that that's the reason for the stipulation. And we are going to see, I believe, Shane McMahon win this match. Mm-hmm. Now, the other question, of course, given Shane McMahon at WrestleMania, what's he jumping off this year? Is he going to the WrestleMania sign this time? No, 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 not the WrestleMania sign. I mean, no, he I wants can... to. You know, he wants to. 
Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. The adrenaline um, monkey Shane uh, Shane McMahon always wants to jump off and uh, almost kill himself. I don't know. Maybe we see him uh, do it off of an announce table this time. Yeah. You know, uh, run across the announce tables and, and then fly somehow, you know, yeah. coast to coast that way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting, though. I'm sure he's got something up his sleeve. I'm sure. And I, I would uh, definitely go with Shane McMahon, I think, uh, again, the other uh, win on this one. Yeah. So next up, we have what I think, for at least for, for WrestleMania itself, uh, I think will potentially steal a show and could be my favorite match from this. It was AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. You, you got two of the best in there going up against each other. A match that was seemingly just kind of thrown together, <clears throat> yeah. but... A very smart move to do. These two guys are arguably the best in the business. Randy Orton, uh, you know, has been in there for so long. AJ Styles has two. Yep. Most people forget that because AJ Styles has only been with the WWE for a certain amount of time, right? But most people forget that the two of them pretty much have worked in the business the exact same amount of time. So to have the two of them with the knowledge that they have from working everywhere mm-hmm. to come in together to have a match at WrestleMania, I think is going to be fantastic. Yep. You know, my my only disappointment in this is just that it's been thrown together fairly quickly. I would have liked to have seen this built up over, you know, a few months at the very least, if not longer, to really build up a good feud a la, you know, Jay Lethal and Matt Taven, something like that. Maybe not quite to that length, which is something with more investment and just um, you know a bit more on the line. I think could have made it a little bit better, but I think it's still going to be a great match. And you see, I totally disagree with you there. I don't want to see any type of buildup for this because then that means that the WWE will have put them into matches multiple times already. We That's would true. have seen everything that they can do. If we just take the two of them and throw it together super quick, and just let them go out there and put on a clinic. Just let them go out there and do what they do best and give us professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think there was no buildup needed for this as long as we get a good match out of it. And to be fair, too, there is a big significant difference between a buildup to a Ring of Honor match to a WWE match. So that's definitely something to take into consideration oh. there. So. Yeah. It's done very, very differently. Now, next up, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which I think could be probably the last match in the pre-show. Now, I'll go through the list of names that I see involved in this. We have Braun Strowman, of course. We have the two people from Saturday Night Live, Michael Che and Colin Jost. I believe I'm pronouncing their names right. And we have Apollo Crews, Titus O'Neil, Tyler Breeze, Jinder Mahal, Noe Jose, Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, Kalisto, Grand Metalik, Lince Dorado, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel, Heath Slater, and Rhino, which is surprising. I thought Rhino was finished. Uh, we have Victor and Connor, the Ascension. We have Andrade, Ali, which they've shortened their names, uh, Sheldon Benjamin, Luke Gallows, and Carlos Anderson, Matt and Jeff Hardy. And interestingly enough, categorized under free agents, we have Otis and Tucker from Heavy Machinery and EC3 involved in this match. Yep. And they're categorized as free agents because they really are not under contract with uh, 
quote-unquote contract with Raw or SmackDown. Exactly. They're still technically part of NXT. So having them as free agents, I think, is is the best way to do it. Um, lots of great competitors in there. Uh, it's glad that they're able to actually get a spot somehow on mm-hmm. WrestleMania, whether it's pre-show or what have you, right? But they're still involved in some capacity with WrestleMania. Um, odds on favorite to take this, obviously, is going to be Braun Strowman. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, obviously, there's going to be some shenanigans that are going to kind of happen with the two guys from SNL. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wh- whatever. We know that that's going to happen. Uh, who do I want to win it? EC3. Yeah. 100%. Finally, let EC3 come out of his shell, get into there, take out everybody or everybody that's left in there by the time he, he gets around to, to throwing people out, and then have him get on the mic at the end. Yes. Break the silence. Right? Yeah, yeah, break that silence after winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and this is his resurgence into WWE. My pick to win this, Tyus O'Neill. No, just kidding. Um, I'm going to go, that's my little April Fool's thing. I'm going to go with Braun Strowman, but I'm going to throw a little twist in here. I'm actually going to build on a little bit of an idea that Michael, that uh, Jargo and Rick had over in Hearing the Marks on their most recent episode. I would have Braun Strowman win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal match. And then after that, I would bring out Walter from WWE XT and have him stand nose to nose with Braun Strowman and start a program between those two. There you go. Walter, NXT UK. And Braun Strowman. talent over there um, coming over. Braun Strowman. I think it would be really cool, but I think it's too early for that. They're using Walter in a great capacity over in NXT UK. Yep. He is such a huge draw for the NXT UK brand right now mm-hmm. that I don't think that they should jeopardize that by bringing him over to start a, uh, a card or a feud with Braun Strowman at this point. Um, if it's a one-off and maybe Braun Strowman wins the uh, Battle Royal and then on the Mania card, whether it be Curtain Jerker or whatever, then you have Walter and Braun Strowman for a one-off? Cool. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. But to have him come right over... I don't think it would be a good idea for the NXT UK brand right now. I think even if you just uh, you plant like a little seed there, it doesn't start to be a match. Because we know Walter is going to be in the area. He's having a match with Pete Dunne, a takeover for that uh, UK title there. So he's going to be in yep. the area. So I think even just having that quote-unquote WrestleMania moment of just those two big dudes just standing nose-to-nose and just going, at some point, it's on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, again, though, I think that that would be way too early. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, sh- it should be at least another year, year and a half to two years, right? I mean, we still have stars from NXT UK that haven't come over to Raw or SmackDown That's yet as main roster people. And, you know, like Pete Dunne. Yes. Right? Yep. So, I mean, to bring over Walter right away like that, I think would be a travesty. We shall see. We know that uh, Vince is a big fan of his, so uh, I wouldn't put it out of reach for something like that to happen. So next up we have, for the WWE United States Championship, we have Samoa Joe, the current champion, versus Rey Mysterio. 
I should be really excited for this match, but I'm just not really feeling it, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, from everything that they have done over the last several months with the United States Championship, bouncing back and forth Ugh. between people, and, you know, it, it it's, it's kind of gotten lost yeah. in translation when it comes to, you know, who's holding the belt and who is, you know, in contendership for it and who's the number one contender for it and who right. should be fighting for it. And yeah, like I'm, I'm, I've tuned out to be honest, like that's, yeah. I've tuned out. So this is just another match on the card to me for now. Right. This is definitely falls into the category of looks great on paper. Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Oh my God, for a title, it should be fantastic, but it, it isn't just given that that as that title's lost its prestige. It's not the Harley Race United States title anymore. It's something that's like you said, it's being bounced around. I I think that our truth should have been the champion defending at WrestleMania. With all that he did, I thought that he brought some credibility back to that, and they took it away from him. I was disappointed yep. with that. So I, I think that uh, Joe holds on to the title. I think so as well for now. Yep. So next up we have. For the, actually, I think that this is likely going to be the current director, I will say. It's going to be a singles match for the WWE Intercontinental title versus Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor. Again, it's something that we just, we've seen this several times now. I can see Carl yawning just at the thought of this match. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's, it's something that we've seen for the last few months already. Like, I mean... Mm-hmm. I'm done with it. I'm done. Just yep. how many more chances and opportunities and how many more flip flop of the belt is going to happen. And like, it's yep. Yeah. I, I, I went on record before uh, that. I, I've always felt that the actual feud was not between Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor. It was between Finn Balor and Leo Rush. That was the program. Yes. And uh, that, that's what should have been capitalized. But instead the ultra talented Leo Rush is subjected. He's, relegated to just being the mouthpiece, which is so unfortunate because the man is supremely talented. And I just hope that there's something for him coming soon. <laughs> I really do. Well, who knows? Maybe we have Rey Mysterio win the U.S. belt and Leo Rush break ties with Bobby Lashley. Yes. Then we have Rey Mysterio versus Leo Rush in a program for the United States Championship. Yes. That, that's smart thinking and smart booking. That's a good match. I like that. I can get behind that one. Next up, we have, which I think is another match that could potentially steal the show as well. We have the returning Roman Reigns versus the Scottish psychopath, Drew McIntyre. This could be a good one, Carl, I think. And yes, and believe it or not, I'm saying this about a Roman Reigns match. I think that this is going to be pretty darn good. I think it has potential. Mm-hmm. As long as they're not... No shenanigans. Hey? No shenanigans. Let these two guys go at it. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, not even. I mean, as as long as they give them kind of a little bit of creative control to 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 go out there and actually do what they want to do. Like, don't don't relegate them to okay. You have this move, this move, this move, and four minutes to do it all in. Yeah. Now go and just spot show. I don't want that. I want them to actually go out there. I want I want to be able to see. You know, Roman Reigns on the ground and uh, Drew McIntyre get down to go pick him up. And I want to see Drew McIntyre's face turn so that they're talking a little. I want to see that. I want to see that because then that to me shows that they have just been told, go out there and do what you got to do. Put on a good show. 
I hate, I hate, I hate all of this scripting and, and no. stuff like that in, in, inside the matches. When you have two guys who are big brutes, who are good, who have talent, let them go out there and showcase that talent. Don't hinder them by saying, you can only do this, 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 and this. Yep. Mm. You know where we've seen that recently? And uh, definitely along those lines, if you go back and watch a recent episode of NXT with Dijak, I, get, I don't care, I'm going to call him Dijak against Keith Lee. That's what you, you can have when you just give two of those big guys, you give them the freedom to go out there and do what they want to do. You get stuff like that. Very, very entertaining. That's right. And honestly, anything from Dijakovic yes. is... That guy's impressive. That guy is he impressive. He was there before yeah. as dominant uh, Dijak. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's come back. They, they've kind of kept the similar name to him. He's, yeah. you know, now Dijakovic, whatever. Yeah. Cool. He's still the same guy. Still the mm-hmm. same great worker. Yeah, you, you, and you're especially right. Him and Keith Lee, that match there was fantastic. Like, you're sitting there watching this match intently. You, you don't yeah. want to move. You, your eyes are, like, fixated yep. right there. That's what we need more of. Yep. And that's what we need more on WrestleMania, too, right? So yeah, this is the, the, the big show of the year. We want to see this kind of stuff. So yes. we'll see if they can let those two work. Absolutely. I agree with you. That could be a, a slobber knocker for lack of a better term. I think JR used that yep. line very famously. So next up we have, I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure why this went this angle, but here it is. It's a, it's a fatal four away now for the women's tag team championship between the current champs, the Boston hook connection, which of course is Bailey and Sasha versus they're calling them the divas of doom, which is Beth Phoenix and Natalia versus the iconics, which is Billy Kay and Peyton Royce versus Nia Jax and Tamina. Um, with this being essentially the first defense of these titles, the traditionalist in me wishes this was just a one or just a one team versus one team. This has got the potential of being a real cluster, Carl. Unfortunately, this is what you get at WrestleMania. Yeah. They have so many talent on the roster yep. that they they have to kind of give everybody some sort of, of spot. And especially, you know, like you're looking at the Iconics who have been kind of just pushed to the yep. background for so long, right? Finally, they're getting to be able to showcase a little bit. And, and it's only going to be a little bit because mm-hmm. it's now a fatal four-way for these yep. championship belts, right? But, okay, here's your little WrestleMania moment. Here is your mm-hmm. moment to go out there on WrestleMania. And that's what it seems to be like nowadays, is that there is a lot of, oh, we got all of these workers and we need to somehow get them all onto a little bit of uh, WrestleMania somehow. So let's, yeah, four-way tag team women's championship player. Let's do it. <laughs> But you brought up an interesting point because uh, I will refer, and I know you saw this, I posted this on Facebook, and this is very much, I think, uh, you know, kind of explains it. Uh, I quoted myself in here. I said, when it, when it comes to WrestleMania, I feel that it should be the climax of what you built up with your top-tier megastars. But unfortunately, it just feels like a big lump of mediocrity. I'm of the school of thought that WrestleMania is supposed to be the showcase of the immortals. They even tout it as that. Not everybody has to have a spot at WrestleMania. This is just supposed to be just the top tier getting their moments, not just everybody. Well, we have to give everybody a participation award. Right. That's that's what it seems like. 
right? So I really feel that this should have been Sasha and Bailey versus Lita and her name escapes me, Trish Stratus. That was the match. They set that up at Evolution. That was the the they implied that that the winner of that was going to get a future opportunity, and they forgot. They just they didn't capitalize on. To me, that was the match. It's it's very true. Very so, true. That's what it should have been. You know, and you, we have Beth Phoenix in here. I mean, she's kind of the 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 odd one out there. She's hasn't been around for a while. She's so physically looks very good, but you know. The idea of her and Nia Jax being in the ring together at some point, I just, I fear injury. Yeah. So let's just hope that those two don't uh, end up running in. I think that you got to have Bailey and Sasha hold on to these titles, right? They can't lose on their first defense. Yeah, not yet. So that's the hope anyways. So next up, of course, we have one of the big matches of the evening. We have... Current, well, it's a singles match for the WWE Championship. We have the current champion, Daniel Bryan, finally versus Kofi Kingston. At this point, Carl, with everything that's, I won't say that I don't care. I'm just a little burned out with this whole situation with these two. I am too. I mean, they, they've really taken this to a whole different level. But I mean, it's... Too many moving pieces. They did this exact same thing with Daniel Bryan. They did. Right, Daniel Bryan was the B plus player. Mm-hmm. He was he, Daniel Bryan is the OG B plus player. Yeah, here you man. Right, <clears throat> and now they're doing the exact same story with Kofi Kingston. Yeah, and it just seems watered down yet overdone at the same point. They had something really organic there when Kofi, you know, kind of you know, stood out in that match there and they, they just, they went, they, they, I think they, they saw something there, but I think they, they just, they tried too many people trying to get their ideas in there and it just, it all got extremely convoluted in my opinion, you know, and they should have just let it continue to grow organically, but instead they just peppered it too much with bringing Kofi down every time he, like he would get that win or get so close and then Vince would come in every time and cut him off. Like, okay, you can do that once, but repeatedly, uh, I, I didn't like the the whole setup too. I thought they just did too much. They should have just have given him the match and then have just built up the rivalry over time instead of screwing the guy every time. Like it's it's been played, it's been done so many times now that uh, just it 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 loses its element of surprise and excitement. And at this point, I'm already on the lines of eh. Yep. So Kofi got lucky. Uh, Kofi's not winning the belt because. Oh, really? Something to make sure that doesn't happen. Because, right? I mean, the way that they set this up, I mean, you almost got to give Kofi that title, don't you? Why? Because the, the whole setup has been to give him some sympathy, right? If if you bury him finally like that, I don't know, man, that's tough. I, I get right. what you're coming from, but I get, I get it. That is McMahon thinking. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's 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 exactly it. Okay, so you got lucky. Oh, you beat me once. Okay, so now you're in the match. Okay, you yeah. beat me. You're not going to beat me again. If 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 they're going to go that route, you got to have at least Big E turning on Kofi. If you're going to go that route, you're, you're going to almost have to at that point, right? Somehow. With the story Somehow. they've been telling, that's what they got to do. And honestly, I, I can be okay with with a uh, with a heel uh, Biggie, I could get on board with that. I think you'd be fantastic as a heel. You know, you get the the, the big human cannonball of Biggie that could go and really uh, do some uh, cause some damage. So I think it, it could be great. 
we'll see what happens, man. We'll see. Yeah. So the last one that we've got, again, you know, there could be more to this added. We're recording on April Fool's Day on first. We got Monday Night Raw. We've got SmackDown happening on Tuesday. There could be more added to this. But the last one that we know about for sure is the Women's Battle Royal that is going to involve, we have Dana Brooke, Mickey James, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan from Raw. We have from SmackDown, Asuka, Carmella, Naomi, Lana, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, and Zelina Vega, and... Nikki Cross. There's some a lot of talented women in this match. What is it for? It is for the sake of having a match, apparently. Again, I go back to <laughs> gotta give everybody a spot on Mania. Man, like and and probably the most vocal in this has been Dana Brooke and Naomi. Like they're really disappointed, especially Naomi that they're, you know, and Dana Brooke, she was there. She it was hometown and she basically didn't even have a, have a chance to have a match in her hometown. And then we have Naomi that just feels like an afterthought. This whole match feels like an afterthought, you know? And then as much as I know, you're not a fan of her Oscar, like after the run that she had in NXT and for how long she held the title for, it's like, they just gave up on her at this point. I hope they have, and that she gets so ticked off that she just says, I want out of my contract and leaves. Oh. That's what I think of Asuka. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Aaron the, the, the Sheik, uh, what was that? That was a chicken in a cage that he did that bit with, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what, what I think that they should do, I, th- I think at some point, you know, you create like a heel faction with her, um, Io Shirai, and um, Kari Sane. You have like a. You could have some potential. I know you're not an Oscar fan, but I think that, uh, I mean, you got to throw her a bone after as much as they invested in her before, I think. But we'll see. That's right. Throw her enough of a bone that she leaves the company. Oh, man. Let her go back to, to, to Japan. Let her go back to being, you know, the main event, to being the big star there. Yeah. Because, I, honestly, I feel with Oscar that she – that's how she sees herself. She sees herself as she is the biggest of the big, and yeah. there's nobody bigger than her. But the WWE keeps showing her, you're not number one, little girl. Yep. Yep. Right? And I think that that's really getting to her, and she gets pissed off about it. And I hope she does to the point where she says, well, I'm going to go be where I'm number one. Yeah. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. For me, the biggest thing I think with her, and you always kind of hinted at were just those little subtle things that you do in the matches, like just some of the mannerisms and just some of the facial expressions, I think kind of turned off your typical Western wrestling fan, or as opposed to you get Kari Sane and Io Shirai, they find a, a way to make themselves endearing to, to the audience more so, just uh, by not being a little too over the top of that kind of stuff, right? Whereas with her, it just it felt like she was trying too hard, if that makes any sense. Yeah, you, you, you're right. It does make sense. Yeah. So that's our roundup for WrestleMania. Like we said, uh, the card is always subject to change. Things could happen. Uh, the arena could blow up uh, tonight and we lose a bunch of people. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, things could change. More could get added. You know, the number we were seeing was possibly 17 matches. So that means that there's still three more that we could possibly have. And what I did mention was, if you notice, the Raw and SmackDown tag team titles are not on the main card whatsoever. That's right. They 100% right now are yeah. not. Like you said, today is Monday, April mm-hmm. 1st. 
We have Monday Night Raw. We have SmackDown on Tuesday night happening as well. We have NXT happening on Wednesday. We have NXT UK that's going to be happening. Now, I understand that NXT has their own show that's going to be happening during WrestleMania weekend, but NXT UK, what's to say that they don't take some of those guys and bring them on to something for WrestleMania? Yeah. Right? So I mean, we've got Raw, we got SmackDown, both opportunities to throw together something, not even throw together, but to announce matches for the Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania. So yeah. who knows? We got another couple of days at least before Mania happens. Um, so, I mean, we'll have to see what happens. I'd love to see some kind of TLC match involving the Usos and the Hardys and maybe another team. I think that that could make it for a big WrestleMania moment, especially if you want to wind down the careers of the Hardys, which we got to be getting close, especially Matt. Um, I'm still amazed that he's uh, getting back in there working again. I, I figured that he was done deal, but uh, props to him. He's a, he's, he's a fighter. So, um, yeah, that would be my hope anyways, that they do something like that. Quick Matt fed for you. Yeah. Matt Hardy will never die. <laughs> Very well said. All right, Carl, we're going to take a brief break and we're going to come back with a very special interview with our returning guest, Mr. Dusty Gold. We'll be right back. Before we go to nope. break, we have right now breaking news. I don't even know if you have seen this, Big Joe. Oh. I'm going to show you on camera. Holy crap. This is Monday, April 1st. Okay, so you guys tomorrow, when you know, for yeah. us, tomorrow, for you today, <laughs> yeah. right now, yeah. listening, <laughs> you're already going to know this. But okay. Big Joe... I have to show you this. Is this first of all? Is this from kfabenews.com? No, it is not. Okay, this is from wwe.com. Oh boy! Oh no! <laughs> Brutus the Barber Beefcake rounds out as the final inductee <sighs> into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2019. I read through the entire thing here, and it does not say anything about April Fools. Yeah. But this, so that you can see, Big Joe, hmm. is actually from WWE.com. Wow. It was broken earlier by Sports Illustrated Wrestling.com. Wow. But yes, hmm. we have our final inductee into the Hall of Fame as. You guys, if you had watched Monday Night Raw, would know already. Yep. Brutus, the Barber Beefcake, finishing and rounding out the class of 2019 Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's one that I've kind of, uh, I'm a little torn on that uh, on that pick getting in there. But uh, a, a possible inductor, um, I think maybe somebody from the Dungeon of Doom, I think you got to do. Oh, it's going to be, brother. Oh, it's gonna be the huckster, right? Eh? Yeah, I guess you kind of. Yeah. I guess you kind of have to at that point, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, right now they're they're doing a whole bunch of stuff at Hogan's Beach Body Shop. Yeah. And they're doing autographs and they're doing meet and greets. And yeah, you're right. Hogan's you're right. Cake, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's it, who else? Who yeah. else? It's gonna be Hulk Hogan inducting, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is if they have inductors for this year's WrestleMania. Yeah. Because I have it on good authority <laughs> that there will not be inductors this year. Really? WWE Hall of Fame. That's what I'm hearing. 
Huh. Don't quote me on it because I won't quote the other person on it. But I've been hearing rumblings that there will not be inductors for the Hall of Fame. Maybe they don't want to have big, long-winded um, induction speeches or uh, like people kind of uh, talking. Yeah. Otherwise, we run into yeah. like the. Uh, Otherwise, we run into like the Mr. T and the Goldberg kind of situations where it's just like, okay, just stop talking, sir. We get it. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. it. I don't know. The, the Hall of Fame, I don't know if I'm, uh, I mean, yeah, I, don't, I have mixed feelings. It's it's not as prestigious as it doesn't feel like the, the big thing anymore to me. You're right. It doesn't. Am I still happy about it? Yeah. Yeah. Because... Hopefully, with this move that the WWE headquarters is doing, yes. Hopefully, they're going to make an actual yeah. hall of fame in this new building that they've acquired because it is much bigger than their current spot. So, hopefully, that will happen, and then it can give. I think it would actually give and help with the prestige of being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. I would definitely agree. I think that would be a very cool move to have an actual Hall of Fame. All right, Carl, well, let's take that brief break, and we will come back with our interview with Mr. Dusty Gold, our returning guest. And then after that, we'll be right back with our Showstopper segment for this week. Independent contractors in the professional wrestling industry, if you're looking for a way to put the power of the media in your own hands, contact Pinned LLC. Pinned LLC is media and marketing for the professional wrestling industry. It's your one-stop, one-click online profile and so much more. With Pinned, you'll receive a full background story, photo gallery, an interview conducted with you, links to all your social media and where you can be booked, and yes, a 60-second custom television commercial all about you. Get more info today. Email pin.biz at gmail.com. That's pin.biz at gmail.com. Or click the icon at thegorillaposition.com to get more info about PIN. Remember, get connected, get booked, get PIN. What's up, guys? This is the standard Dusty Gold coming from you from Fayetteville, Arkansas. I'm with Joe and Carl for Turnbuckle Talk. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, guys, and as promised, we are bringing you another installment of the Turnbuckle Talk interview series. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, Mr. Dusty Gold. Hey, what's up, everybody? So what have you been up to since the last time we talked to you? It's been a while, right? It's been a quick minute, that's for sure, yes. <laughs> Uh, I've been up to, I mean, I've just been traveling, trying to learn the craft a little bit more. Like I said, I was always uh, aiming to learn more and more in this business. So um, I actually just got done having a match with Megalwolf um, last night um, here in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Arkansas, nice. So, yeah, so just action packs, staying busy, um, trying to get my name out there still. Awesome, yeah, because I've been seeing you, especially lately, all over social media, whatnot, uh, how many different uh, companies have you been uh, wrestling for? You're, you're getting around quite a bit, eh? Uh, I'm trying. Uh, I'm wrestling for about uh, six, seven promotions, something like that. Wow. Just trying to seven but... different promotions. Now, is that all localized in one area, or are you like kind no, of all, all, over. Uh, all over? So I, I, I have 
I work for Sword Championship Wrestling in Texas. That's the only Texas company I work for at the moment. Um, and then I work uh, for I've worked for some Oklahoma promotions that I've worked for before in the past. Um, and then I have uh, the recent Arkansas one at WCWA uh, Wrestling, um, was where I was last night. Um, they're relatively new. This is the second show that they've had. Um, so they're new to the Arkansas area, which there's not a lot in Arkansas, at least not in the northwest Arkansas area. Um, and then uh, I debuted in Kansas this Saturday. So um, in Salina, Kansas for uh, KWR, uh, is it? No, uh, KRW, uh, Kansas Revolution Wrestling. So. Nice. So slowly but surely getting yourself all across what will hopefully soon be North America. Mm. Yes. And really starting to, to take shape and make a name for yourself. That is awesome. Now, since you've been getting around quite a bit, and the current boom, especially with the, the noise going with uh, All Elite Wrestling and whatnot, what's the crowd situation like at these shows? Is it getting... Uh, it's got to be getting pretty exciting. Everybody's getting worked up. Everybody's getting excited about independent wrestling again, right? They really are, yeah. So the crowds are growing. Um, you're seeing a lot of these smaller companies actually be able to pull bigger crowds just because people are – wrestling is becoming more of a – like coming more popular again. So um, people aren't so like hidden about how they're fans of wrestling as much. Like, they're open about it, so they're telling all their friends, and the yeah. non-wrestling fans are like, well, what What do you see in it? And they're like, hey, come to a show with me, and they'll come to a show, Then they become fans. And so the independent scene, and we're basically making it really popular again, which is good. So The days of the, the closet pro-wrestling fan, I think, are slowly going away, which is good, because uh, there yeah. was a time where it was almost kind of, you know, you have to kind of whisper it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pro wrestling fan. Don't say anything to anybody, right? Now, now it, it's, well, a, it's it a cool thing. Of, yeah, they were afraid to get, like, judged because they were a pro wrestling fan. Like, I mean, <laughs> there was nothing to be judged about. Just no. <laughs> a pro wrestling fan, be open about it. <laughs> Who cares what other people think? If they don't like it, show them why you like it. And then I bet you they'll fall in love with it, too. So. Yeah, absolutely. And as, as you guys had said, I mean, it seemed as, as though almost like you had to be a closet fan. And, I mean, it's it's always been a constant that there is, um, you know, newer people that are coming into liking professional wrestling and those who are curious about it and, and people like yourself saying, hey, come on out, check out the show. When I was wrestling 10 years ago, 11 years ago, it was the same thing. I would be like, hey, I'm in this show. Why don't you come out and see it? And then after that, they were like, holy crap, like this is this is pretty cool. I'm a fan now. And it just seems now with all of these independent promotions that are really starting to flourish, it's becoming more of a openness, which is really nice. And, and I mean, because of people like you that are putting your name out there is exactly what is doing it. And I mean, that's amazing. I mean that's that's just it. Yeah, you got you have to put your name out in order to get out there now because social media is where it's at. So when you're constantly posting on social media, whether you're in the independence or WWE, because you get all these people that start following athletes and people working out and stuff like that, and then they you pop up on there, they start looking at your stuff like, what's this? Independent wrestling. Uh, I thought it was only WWE because yeah. a lot of people just only associate it with WWE. A lot of people are so. What is an independent show? I'm like, we'll come to one. And 
they're like, man, I've never been to an independent show. I actually had a couple people last night say, this is my first independent show. And like, they were like, this was awesome. Yeah. We're going to be back for the next one. And so, because I was at the first WCWA um, uh, show last month, we had a decent card, a decent uh, showing of fans because it promoted really well and everything else like that. But this crowd was three times that size last night um, just because people that came weren't really wrestling fans. They told their friends, and then they brought more friends. Like, bro, you got to come check this out. This is awesome. You're going to love it. So... And that's a philosophy that I have always, always tried to adapt. I mean, you, you got to have that word of mouth. And if you go out there and you put on a good show for even, you know, a, a crowd of 15 people, those 15 people, if you entertain them, are going to go and tell two people each. And if only one person from those two people that were told decide to come, now you've just doubled your size to 30, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's it, that's the best way to do it. And just like you're doing, going out there, putting on an amazing show, and social media nowadays, like you said, is probably the biggest thing. You have to make sure you're, uh, you know, tagging the right people and the right companies and doing the right hashtags and all of this different stuff, right? And, I mean, that can sometimes be a struggle as well. What are your struggles right now when it comes to trying to put yourself out there on social media? Uh, I mean, just struggles is just like it seems like some followers aren't. If you don't follow back, they don't stay following you. Mm-hmm. But then there are some people out there that get followers and then they're not following them and they get thousands of followers and they're in the K's, stuff like that. I mean, I don't have the biggest following. I've got almost 2,000 followers on Instagram. But, like, that's so small compared to some of these other guys that have, like, 43,000. Like, they have, like, they're, like, growing. And so, like, that, I'm trying to get to that level. I'm still trying to figure out. And what I've learned from other guys that are doing that is I'm not saturating it enough. I should be posting more. It's all about posting more. He's like, if you think you're oversaturating it, you're not because it falls down on the feed and more feed comes up from other people posting. So if you want to stay on the top and keep posting multiple times a day so that people will actually see your feed so and that's that's really good advice i mean us here i can't really speak to having great success especially with instagram because we only have 761 followers but that's a mixture between professional wrestling and uh, the, the vaping that i do as well because i post about my vape stuff so i mean that's that's really what all of that is, right? And, I mean, only 761 followers after years of being on Instagram itself. So I understand the struggles, and that's some really good advice. I think um, I might have to start employing some of that and seeing if we can build up our numbers as well. And Well, that's another thing, too. So I started doing my, uh, my workouts, showing people my workouts, um, what I'm doing in the gym. So they can relate, like gym-wise, like, oh, okay, so this is what I can do to get in shape to look like that. It doesn't just happen, you know, and it's not just all about wrestling on my Instagram. It's about other stuff. So they can kind of relate a little bit better, so then they want to follow to see what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. So, 
Well, like we were just hinting at uh, both of you guys mentioning, you know, getting in the followers and whatnot, and, and that's that's all fine and dandy. Uh, the, the key is, you know, with the hashtags, and, and in your case, especially with the Facebook Lives, you get to really kind of engage those followers and the people that are, uh, you know, paying attention to you. And uh, you make a great use of Facebook Live. You're on there all the time, right? Yeah, so everyone's doing the YouTube channels mm-hmm. or doing vlogs. So I don't want to fall into what everyone else is doing because you're not as likely to have as much success as somebody else that's already doing it because you're just kind of following a wave. So you got to kind of break out and do something different. So I started just doing Facebook Live. That way it's live, raw, uncut. They see me. They talk to me. It's not just watching a video of my travels and what I'm doing. I'm actually videoing why I'm traveling. I call it the standard ride-along. It's just me. Yeah. When I have Colt with me, it's the standard brand show. So, like, where we're just back and forth, mouthing each other kind of thing and talking to people. So, and they get to kind of see the road trip and see what we're going through on the road trip. So, very cool. Now, having said that, uh, any good road stories from recently? Anything that's been going on? (laughs) So, from the last one I did with Colt, it was his first time uh, riding with me down to Texas. And, uh, we had a tire blow out for 30 minutes from the venue. Oh, man. And I'm like, crap. All right. So I'm off on the side of the road in, in Dallas. Um, car speeding by. We're on the 75 road. So everyone's going 75, 80, flying past us. I'm like, crap. What are we going to do? So I pop my trunk. I'm like, cool. I have a donut back there. Donut tire. I'm like, yes. No jack. No four way. Oh, no. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> damn it. So I'm like, damn. So we, we I managed to call uh, the promoter, and he, he got one of the refs to come uh, to where we were. And then he, there was a, literally a Walmart right a mile from the road. So it, like, broke down into perfect spots where I can get to Walmart really easy to get what I needed. So go to Walmart. I get a jack. I get a four-way. Get back to the car. I start taking off the tire. There's two special lug nuts that need a key. Oh, no, lug. no. <laughs> I bought my car off of somebody who bought it off at auction. Didn't <sighs> even think about seeing if there was a locking lug nut key. There wasn't one. So we're at another stalemate. Wow. The ref was the ref was already here. It was getting closer to time for the show. So I was like, screw it. They won't tow my car. It takes about 48 hours before they tow it on the side of the road there. I was like, get us to the show. We're going to do the show. We'll go go out to eat, go rest, try not to worry about it too much. And first thing in the morning, we'll go to O'Reilly's, get the key part, and then go get the tire put on. Wow. So I'm like, yeah, all right. So we get up the next morning, get to O'Reilly's. I didn't think to take a picture of the lug nut key that I needed. So I just told them what year I car was. They sent me and gave me a certain lug nut key um, that came with extra lug nuts. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll go back to my car. Wrong lug nut key. Damn it. I have an aftermarket lug nut key, apparently. Oh. That was different. So we go back. They're like, oh, yeah, you're not going to be able to find that key. You're going to have to probably break it off because it's an aftermarket one. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now? <laughs> but everything could go wrong, went oh. wrong. Oh. And so we, I return those. I go down the road to O'Reilly's because um, I had went to AutoZone those two times. Go right down the road to O'Reilly's. They have the locking lug nut key I need. So it wasn't as hard to find as they said it was. They were just being lazy. Wow. Um, so get back to the car. I'm like, please fit, please fit, fit perfect, good, cool. Got the donut on. 
had someone follow me to Walmart. The only Walmart I've ever known not to have a damn tire service place to where they can actually fix your tire. All they had was an automotive section damn. where you could buy stuff. I didn't even think of looking to see if they had AutoZone. Damn. I'm like, damn it. One thing after another on this. And I was like, okay, fine. So we, got, we just took the, the tire, rode with Buddy. I left my car there, so I didn't want to drive my donut too much. And went to a tire shop and spent a little bit more than I wanted to, but got the tire on, got it on, and finally got back home. So in a decent time. Wow. But, yeah. The, the ref coming to the rescue to get you to the show, though. That's cool, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, that's a lot of reason why I love working for SOAR down there is because yeah. it's like a good knit family there, and uh, awesome. uh, the boys help take care of each other. So uh, I crashed at one of the boys' house when I'm down there um, to save on hotel rooms, um, and they everyone just helps out. It's, it's a really good place. It's like a family feel there, um, and that's why I like working there. <sighs> wow. That's a, a lot if happening. It wasn't for those trip. guys. Yeah. If it wasn't for those guys, I would have been screwed. Wow. So. The joys of being an independent wrestler driving down the road to the shows. Right. Exactly. Wow. And so that's why I'm always stickler about being be prepared so you don't have to get prepared. And mm-hmm. I was so unprepared for everything that happened that day. So. Now, having said that, do you have a kit now in the car so you're good for next time? Oh, I have Just in everything case. Everything I need. Yes. I have a kit. I have a Perfect. Jack, I have a four-way. That, <laughs> that, was the, that was the one benefit of it. It was like, well, I learned I had, didn't, had none of this stuff. And now I have all of that stuff. Good. So for the next time, I'm prepared. Sweet. So. And it seems to be a constant with every independent wrestler is at some point in time, they have a breakdown of a vehicle in a road story somewhere in their career. I don't know why. I don't know how. I know people that go their entire life without having a breakdown on the side of the road. But every independent wrestler seems to have one. It's because yep. we buy cars that are just gas efficient. They don't care if they're like the <laughs> nicest cars. Yep. That's so, true. That's very true. So they just break down on us. Something else going on that I wanted to pick your brain about. Uh, actually, it was a, a question I meant to ask you last time, but now we've got you back. I'm going to throw this one at you. Um, we're seeing a lot of uh, intergender matches happening uh, around, especially in the independent wrestling scene. Most recently with Joy Ryan and Tessa Blanchard in, independent, in uh, sorry, in Impact. Um, have you had any intergender matches? And if not, uh, do you, uh, is that something you're actively looking to do? I have not had an intergender match. Um, I'm not a big, like, I don't care to have one myself. If I, if I have to have one, I'd have one. Yep. But I, it's not something that I'm actively pursuing to do. Um, I mean, I, I have no, nothing against it whatsoever it's just it's not something that i'm like yeah i definitely want to do intergender kind of thing so i mean it's just not one of the things that like are on my wrestling buckets list or anything like that so fair enough now of course given you know we're in wrestlemania season here this is definitely something that we want to ask you um are you excited for wrestlemania this year and are you planning on sitting down to watch it um, yes, I'm actually pretty excited about WrestleMania. We were just talking about women, right? So women are main eventing WrestleMania. Yeah. That's awesome. That, 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 that's freaking awesome. Um, I think it's going to be a killer match. You got three hella good athletes in there. Um, two really good wrestlers. Um, one really good athlete. So, um, it should be a hella good show. So, um, 
but other than that, I mean, I'm looking forward to several. You're bringing them back, you know. I'm I'm not sure how to feel about the the Batista mm. Triple H match. Mm. Um, I'm not sure. I'm super stoked for Kofi Kingston um, going against Daniel Ryan. I'm sure that'll kill it. Um, Brock and uh, Seth should kill it. I'm really looking forward to Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. I think that's going to kill it too. I think that's going to be a great match. Yeah, that, so. that's something you could potentially see, you know, maybe for WrestleMania next year. I mean, uh, depending on how they go with this. I mean, th- that has all the makings of being maybe not the main event for WrestleMania next year, but, you know, right up uh, there in the upper um, main card for sure with those two guys. I think it'd be a great title match. Like, if that was a Universal Championship match, that'd be a killer cha- championship match right there. Um, yep. I mean, they've got – this is supposed to be, like, the longest WrestleMania ever, too. I do plan on trying to sit down and watch it. I don't think I'm – I honestly don't think I'm booked that day either. So it, yeah. it's perfect. I'm not going up to New York to do the no. – a lot of guys go up to the New York and they'll mingle and stuff like that, which I wish I could do that, but I'm just not in a position to do that financially right now. Um, so I'll probably sit down, watch it on the network with some of the boys – locally yeah. um pulling them in and we'll have like a wrestlemania party or something and just just hang out with them and just enjoy what we love so well like carl and i had mentioned earlier in the episodes uh 14 matches um confirmed so far and i mean that number we were still a week away they we could still cram some more in there it's going to be a long show <laughs> yeah yeah did they say how many was going to be pre-show and how many were going to be no word on right that. Uh, the big stand, of course, was uh, other than the women's tag match, no tag team matches for the for the card so far. That could be something they cram in the pre-show, but we shall see. And you know, the battle royal is going to be the pre-show. Yeah, the memorial, the memorial, the that could Andre be too. memorial. So could be. Yeah, I think we're probably going to be looking the Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royal in the pre-show and probably uh, 205 cruiserweight matchup during the pre-show, I would assume. Now, I could be wrong on that. They might actually give them a spot on the actual card of WrestleMania, which I think would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Buddy Murphy versus uh, Tony Nese, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'll be a good one, too. Who's facing that, though? That's the question. Yeah. That's a tough They're one. They're both heels. Don't know, don't care as long as Buddy Murphy keeps yeah. the belt. That's all I care about. Yeah. Like Buddy Murphy? I like Buddy Murphy in that, too, I think. I think he holds on to that. I, I honestly think so, too. So, yeah, What I'm really hoping it can be, because, you know, even going back to WCW days, you know, the Cruiserweights really brought in, you know, you'd see them early in the show uh, quite often, you know, to get the kind of you know, the crowd into it, uh, you know, to get through the, you know, the bulk of the program to get everybody kind of, okay, we saw a really good match, now we're, we're ready for more. So that's why I'm hoping that these two guys can put out a good match and they actually give them the opportunity to work and uh, to get everybody kind of psyched up for the rest of the show. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you got to have a good upbeat match to, to open it so you have something to start amping the crowd up so they can look forward to more matches after that. So Yeah, for sure. Being the first match in the car is not necessarily bad. <laughs> for Everyone's sure. like, oh, it's a curtain jerk, and it sucks. It's not, no, it's not Absolutely bad. Not. Yep. You, you want to be the first or you want to be the last, in my opinion, because they're going to remember those two matches the most. First is what, boom, that starts the show. That's the they're tone. Like, Hell yeah, that was a killer match. Oh, awesome. 
and then they're going to remember the last match. Some of the matches in between they might remember, but they're going to phase out throughout because they're going to remember what they first saw and what they last saw. Mm-hmm. So that's just my opinion. Yeah. So you know, on, on the topic of WrestleMania and things that are a little bit different from the norm, I want your take on the, as I refer to her as, the hostess mm. of WrestleMania. There being a performer who is still under contract, who is still technically working, uh, doing house shows right now after injury, but also a woman now being able to take the reins and be the hostess of WrestleMania, the biggest show of the year. You're talking about Alexa Bliss, right? Yes. Oh yeah, Alexa Bliss is one of my favorites. Like that's <laughs> one of my that's one of my top favorites. I love Alexa Bliss. I think she's awesome. So yeah, I'm so, curious. I don't to think s- people give her enough credit. She's she's better than people think. Like some people will say, like she can't Absolutely. wrestle. But really, I think she can. And she's a damn good heel. That's why I so. think she's at her best is when she gets to be that B word, little yeah. sassy, exactly yeah, five foot of fury, man. That's, that's when she's at her best. Oh yeah, and that's what I think is going to be very interesting. This WrestleMania is that technically we have uh, heel bliss right now, and. She's going to be the host of WrestleMania, which is something that we really haven't seen before, is a heel being the host or hostess of WrestleMania. What do you think is is, is going to – how do you think that this is going to affect WrestleMania in, in storyline aspect with having a heel host as opposed well, to the face host? You know they're having that little buildup right now with the, the Saturday Night Live guys. And Strowman, mm-hmm. you know, them pissing yep. Strowman off and whatnot, and her being the only one to be able to calm him down. Um, so I'm curious on how that's going to play out. I'm sure there's going to be something that's going to have to do with that throughout the show at some point. Um, so yeah. uh, I don't know, other than that, what her being a heel as a host, maybe it'll change things. I mean, look back a few years ago when The Rock was the host. Miz was defending against John Cena, Mm -hmm. and he made them restart that match. Yep. And then then Cena lost. Yep. So, who knows? We have the connection with them, uh, Little Big, from uh, the Mixed Match Challenge, which actually uh, I always have a hard time saying those three words together, but uh, there's some history there with Little Big there with them, so who knows? She could... uh, that was a little influence over Braun Strowman, which I think would be cool. Yeah. She might just say, hey, screw it. For Take sure. him out. For sure. And, you know, the one that I'm mainly looking forward to, like we mentioned earlier in the program here, uh, AJ and Randy Orton. I mean, those two guys. Oh, yes. De- depending, those especially, you know, like, depending on which Randy Orton we're getting, um, that could kill, that they could kill that too. You know, there's no stipulation. It's just a singles match. I mean, just two of the best that you can possibly get together. You know, I wish there could have been a little bit more build-up for it, but they can still pull out a killer match, and uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Probably, like, for just WrestleMania Day itself, you know, that's the match I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, that is actually going to be a great match. I mean, Orton, obviously, one of the greatest. He's been around for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So smooth in the ring. Um, 
<laughs> really hardly anybody he can't kill it in the ring with yeah. when he's in there. And, and you throw AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, the, one of the best in the world. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're definitely going to kill it. So I feel they're probably going to be about mid-Mania match. Yeah. Like, I don't think they'll be too soon. They might, though. You never know. But there being that many matches on the car, they could be earlier on in the show. And, I mean, you go back to Re- WrestleMania 31 in California, the match with him and Seth Rollins. I mean, that RKO to end off that match. I mean, that that was yes. one of the better moments of that show. And, you know, so uh, he, he always has the capability to really put on – you know, some impressive stuff, uh, and AJ as well. So, yeah. The only Orton cool. WrestleMania match I was really disappointed in was him and Bray. Yeah. Like they did all that weird shit with the lights and yeah. on the the canvas. Which, if you're, yeah. Like, how is any wrestler going to actually see that on the canvas? And like, what, go. what? I don't know what that was. Yeah. Um, but I think that killed it. Um, that is, uh, I just did not get into that match whatsoever, and the fact that they finally gave Bray a title shot. Just to turn her one month later, make him drop it. Yeah, I'm still bummed yeah. about that one. Even now. So, I mean, he could be so much more if they just give him a chance. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we're waiting for him to come back. You know, maybe he makes a surprise uh, at WrestleMania. Who knows? Uh, I've been uh, really eagerly anticipating Bray Wyatt to come back. I mean, he could, he could be very well the next Undertaker. Yeah, we shall see. So... All right, brother, before we do let you go, we want to have a little fun with you here. We have a, a list. Uh, I figured uh, Carl and I, we would uh, um, kind of flip back and forth here to ask you these. And uh, we're going to name off uh, some things here. And you give us, uh, we're going to do a little word association. You give us the first word, first thought that comes to your mind when we say this. And I'll, uh, I'll start us off here. Tetsumi Fujinami. Badass. Sammy Callahan. Overrated. Shane Taylor. Shane Taylor? Really good. Underrated. I, I would say underrated. Next up, Ring of Honor. Badass. Awesome. Ray Fury. Ray Fury. Um, it, it's good Good things. I'm trying to think of the best way to say it that I didn't already say. Um Unbelievable talent. Nice. Friend of the show, Bryson Scott. Good dude. Very much so. Cole Kilbane. Can be a dumbass sometimes, but I love the kid. <laughs> uh, I love, uh, uh, future talent, for sure. Um, he's young and... Uh, so he's got a lot uh, of future ahead of him. He's so he's he's in the right direction. So our great country, Canada. Um, hey, <laughs> I love it. Everybody's three favorite letters: WWE. My future. And last but not least, Dusty Gold. Overrated. (laughs) (laughs) Not what I was expecting. I thought you were going to go with the standard. Nah. Hey, I got got a lot of shit to keep going and and, uh, to keep trying to set that standard. So, yeah, the standard. But 
some people hype me up more than I hype myself up sometimes. So, um, so I, I posted something the other day, and it was uh, – um, had a guy slamming uh, – it was actually uh, – oh, shit. Denzel Washington in a, in a movie. He like he was looking at bills. And he slammed his thing. And it says um, when people uh, like basically compliment you and stuff like that, but you feel you know you're not doing enough hmm. uh, to achieve what you need to do. So like everyone's like complimenting, hey, you're doing great, you're doing great, you're doing great. I want to know what I'm doing wrong so I can fix it. Hey, so everybody, everybody's their harshest critic. So I hear you. You can't get better without without hard critics of, you know, knowing you did wrong so you can fix it. So I'm a big stickler on that. Like, I, I hate when I ask a, a legend or someone like that to watch my stuff and they're, oh, that was good shit. Good shit, kid. Well, what did I do wrong? Oh, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> no, I know I did something wrong. Tell no. me what I did wrong so I can fix yeah. it. <laughs> like, I, I want – I don't ask people to watch my match so they can tell me I did a great job. That's not what I want to hear. I want to know what I did wrong so I can fix it. I need to get better. I can get better if I don't know what to do wrong. So that's a great attitude to have, man. And uh, props to you for that. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Go and find some matches featuring Dusty Gold. Find him on his social media, which he will plug in just a minute, and tell him what he's doing wrong. Yes, because that's what he wants. <laughs> But make sure you praise the guy because he does a damn good job at what he does, whether it's in the ring, outside of the ring, social media, doesn't matter where the guy is. He is the gold standard. He definitely is, people. Go and check out Dusty Gold. Dusty, please give us where everyone can find you on social media. All right, my Twitter my Twitter handle is Dusty Gold uh, 2016, and then my Instagram is the standard underscore Dusty Gold, and then Facebook is just Dusty Gold. There's a likable page on Facebook, which is uh, just a thumbs up on it, and then uh, you can request a uh, friend request on a page as well. So awesome! And uh, where can people see you next? Uh, this Saturday in Kansas, Salina, Salina, Kansas, I believe that's what it is. No, Salina, Kansas, um, for KRW, which is Kansas Revolutionary Wrestling. Um, they have their big show, um, of the year coming up. So, fitting for WrestleMania season, right? Yeah, absolutely. Biggest show. So, that is my next stop. All right, brother. Well, it was great talking to you. Uh, we'll keep you around for a little bit after to get a couple of promos, and then we'll, uh, we'll send you on your way. It's been a pleasure talking to you again, sir. All right. Sounds good, man. Thank you. What's up, Geeks, Freaks, and Geeks? This is Jargo from the Hidden Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast right here at the Roar Network, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk with Joe and Carl. All right, guys. Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, guys, and we are at our show stopper segment for this week. What have we got, Big Joe? 
Well, winter is turning into spring, kind of, in Canada here. Uh, I know where you're, up where you are, we still got some snow. We got a little taste of it here uh, yesterday as well. But uh, we are into spring, and I figure with the first quarter of 2019 out of the way here, that we would go with our picks for who we feel is the best in-ring worker for the first quarter of the year. Now, this is not limited to male or female or to any promotion, so it's uh, going to be our pick for who we feel is the best in-ring worker for the first quarter of the year. I'll let, you know what? I'll go first. And uh, for me, it came down to two picks that you probably aren't even seeing coming. To me, it comes down to Zack Sabre Jr. And on the complete other side of the fence, PCO. And I am going to go with Mr. PCO because that guy has just been wowing me lately doing things that are not humanly possible because, again, he is not human, people. He is incredible to watch in Ring of Honor. Go and check him out. Part of Villain Enterprises. I'm even rocking their shirt right now. That guy is amazing right now. I'm not surprised, to be honest. With Zack Sabre Jr., yes. Um, I mean, he's kind of fallen off the map a little bit when it comes to... uh, being showcased on, you know, big promotions and stuff like that. But PCO, definitely, 100%. If I had a male pick, it would be PCO because the guy is just genetically a a monster. (laughs) The guy continues to go out there. I mean, at 51 years old. Yeah, that's the crazy part of this whole thing. Flying yeah. over the top rope, doing moonsaults, winning tag team championship gold yeah. with villain enterprises. I mean, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. PCO has really kind of turned himself around. He, he's one of those guys that was kind of blackballed by the WWE and by the entire profession of wrestling. Yeah. He was really blackballed. And, and why? I mean, I'm not going to get into any of that. Just know that the guy was really, really kind of shunned yeah. when it comes to working in the world of professional wrestling. He is his own comeback story, man. Yeah. He has made a name for himself once again, starting in mid-2018. And really, since January of 2019, has really come into his own and as part of Villain Enterprises, has just taken over the world and taken over everybody's heart. And typically when, especially for myself, when I hear one of these returning legends coming back for run, you know, a lot of times it makes my kind of, my eyes roll back in my head. I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, and that's initially what I kind of felt with this. And and then I saw a match and I was like, Holy crap. uh, This is not what I was expecting. And I was just, I was very, very impressed. And like you said, the guy's 51 years old and doing the stuff that he's doing. I mean, if, if you're not impressed by that, um, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Just go watch it. It's uh, and uh, he'll prove you wrong. Uh, people can come back and have a resurgence, and he's living proof of that. He definitely is. Now that was my male pick. Yeah, I'm gonna get throw out a female pick, and this girl is so active on social media. She is active just about anywhere that you can think of. She has worked for multiple different promotions currently with. Impact Wrestling, my pick for the best in-ring worker for the first quarter of 2019, female pick, Jordan Grace. Very good pick. I like that. Yep. 
representing Canada too. Can't go wrong. Yes. Yeah, Canadian pedigree. That's uh yeah, um doing very well in impact. Um the future is very bright with her. And it it doesn't hurt that she's uh uh, engaged to one of the best workers out there, of course, with uh, Jonathan Gresham. That's good company to have there. I'm sure she's probably learned from him too. So, yeah, good, really good stuff there. Yeah, I mean, she could go anywhere. You know, what, she'd go to WoW. She could go to, to Ring of Honor. She could go to New Japan. She could probably go to NXT. You know, she, she could excel anywhere. That's right. I, I, I want to make sure that you're thinking of the same person that I'm thinking of, though. Yes, Jordan Grace. Yep. Yes, there's no Canadian pedigree with Jordan Grace. I thought she was Canadian. No, she oh. was born in Nevada. Damn it. She okay. is American. Oh, okay. Yeah. I stand now, for you it. may have been thinking, Allie. Uh, possibly. The Demon Bunny. Yeah. Right, you may have been thinking Allie, which I mean, let's just touch on Allie just for a quick second here. She is now a free agent. Yeah. Right. That's pretty big, and and to Neil Dashwood too. That's right. Yeah, those are two big names. Allie has signed with All Elite Wrestling. Yeah. To Neil Dashwood, who knows what we're gonna see? Hopefully, she stays with Ring of Honor because as as dry as this whole lifeblood thing is, it really has been. I do kind of enjoy lifeblood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that given the right circumstances, that lifeblood could really bloom into something phenomenal. Yeah, um, and it's it's going to take some time though. And I and I think in in this world of everything being right now, I don't think people have the patience for that. But I do. So give them the time. Let lifeblood come into its own and keep Tanel Dashwood there yeah if i if she doesn't go to ring of honor i'm gonna say one of the better places for her to go would be women of wrestling i think she could yeah. do very well there the women they're killing it right now uh, if you go back to some earlier episodes with the hitting the marks they had uh, some reason was a bunch of talent from there it's a promotion to check if if you want to see some really 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 good women's wrestling go check out wow you will not be disappointed that's right. You will not be. All right, Carl. Well, it's time to wrap up this episode. We covered quite a bit. And we even uh, talked to our returning guest, Mr. Dusty Gold. I don't know. I always want to say Dusty Rhodes with, with him, but it's Dusty Gold. And it's uh, great to talk to him again. Uh, he's a rising star in the independent scene. And keep an eye on him. Um, there's some uh, good things to come from him. Definitely there is. He plugged all of his social media, as you guys heard. Make sure you go and follow him on all of that social media. You heard him talk about how important it is, and especially with him doing his little Facebook videos. Go and watch them. The guy is amazing at what he does and only going to go higher and higher. Go and check him out. All right, Carl, it's about time to wrap it up for this week. Before we go, uh, let's make sure we mention our sponsors. Definitely. Our sponsors, again, are CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Get 10% off your entire order from CollarAndElbowBrand.com when you use promo code JKPODCAST. You can get some of the hottest gear out there right now. It is street fashion for the professional wrestling fan founded by Al Snow and probably Head as well. Go and check out CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Use promo code JKPODCAST for your discount. As well, if you are a vapor like myself, 
go and check out HypeCityVapors.com. You can get yourself 15% off any of the amazing juices that they have over there. Whether it's regular juice or Nick Salts, it doesn't matter. Get 15% off when you use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. And of course, to listen to us, you can find us on Podbean. You can find us on all those other podcatchers out there as well as uh, Google Play Music and, and iTunes. And of course, at the Road Network, powered by thegorillaposition.com. And also the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. We can find all kinds of content there as well. We're branching out. Things are going really good. We're going into WrestleMania. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to go in with an open mind this year. And I hope I will be pleasantly surprised by WrestleMania this year. So I hope it's going to be good this year, Carl. I hope so as well. The last couple of years, everybody has seemed to have been disappointed. I, and I get it. I do. I understand. But this year, just like Big Joe is doing, go into it with an open mind. Yes. Don't focus so much attention on the people and on the crowds and on, you know, how much booze and how much cheers they're getting focus on the work that is happening. These guys are going out there and putting everything on the line, especially on the biggest show of the year, show some support and some respect for the work that they actually do. 360, 340, 365, 380 days a year. These guys continue to go. There is no off season in professional wrestling. This is their biggest show of the year, whether it bombs or whether it is the best mania ever. Just show support and respect for the work that they do. Well said, well said. All right, well, that wraps it up, and we'll see you guys on the next one. See you real soon. This is Ryan Bowman, Editor-in-Chief of TheGorillaPosition.com, telling the stories of pro wrestling storytellers, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk with Joe and Carl.